Well, this is going to be a very different episode to match a very different time that we're currently living in. We've paused the schedule that we had for the regular podcast to insert this one here. This is going to be with Patrick Booth, our president and owner at CCB. And we're going to be pulling back the curtain a little bit so that you can see how us as imperfect leaders are striving to lead as well as we can in the midst of the coronavirus stuff that's flying around. Uh, That's one thing that you're going to hear in this. The other thing you're going to hear, hopefully, and take away is some practical application on how to lead well during this. And number three, we want you to walk away with this episode with some hope. Uh, Because social media is flooding our minds with what-if scenarios that we can't control. And so uh, we want to be an encouragement to you in the midst of all of this that's going on. So welcome to the Impact of Leadership podcast, where we believe that no one drifts into excellence. I'm your host, Steve Shear, and I am committed to pouring content into this podcast. We want it to bring value to you, our listeners. So here it is, my very quick turnaround conversation with Patrick Booth, president, CEO, and owner of CCB. We are in uncharted times uh, for all of us right now with this coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, disruption. Um, To be honest, how do I call it? What do I call myself? I'd say I'm like a twisted pretzel right now. And I say Mm. that because it's not a bad thing. I'm more like a soft pretzel where I know (laughs) that I could be, uh, I know I'm kind of not myself right now, um, but that it's not a bad thing. I'm learning a lot about myself um, versus like being something that's twisted in knots and a rope that you just have to untangle. And as you're untangling, it actually hurts. I don't feel like I'm hurting right now. I'm just learning a lot about where we are today as a society and how do we function as a business as we go through this together. So the the situation that uh, we're in, you, you mentioned it already with the coronavirus and all that. Neither one of us have been in this before as leaders, um, but these types of conversations are exactly why the podcast was created. Um, So I think let's just jump into the deep end. Where is your head at as a business owner specifically with all of the Corona craziness flying all over the place? Yeah, there's a lot here. I mean, when I first heard about the coronavirus, uh, I'll be the, I'll be honest and just say that I thought it was going to be like the flu. And I actually even argued with people about it who were like, oh, this is going to be a bigger thing than the flu. And I'm like, no, not really. Um, I think this is something that's going to stay actually over on the other side of the world. At least that's what I thought when I first heard about it in December of last year. Never did I realize it was going to move this quickly into our world. And so with that being said, as a business owner, you know, my number one thing when I realized that this was actually going to happen was how do I protect my people? That was really what it came down to initially. You know, how do I, when do I call it? When do I say that we should go home? Uh, When do I say that it's okay to stay? And I got a lot of counsel and a lot of wisdom from people. The only thing that, that I realized is, you know, at the day we came together in an executive team and it didn't matter what other people did or what they didn't do. It had to be what we all felt comfortable in our company. And that's how we made the decision even before it got mandated uh, that it could only be 50 people or now it's 10. We we decided to send everyone home. So as a business yeah. leader, I just realized, oh my gosh, this is actually, you know, the first thing is protect my people which is, and the families, mm-hmm. of course, of the people. Number two, how do we serve our clients and how do we do it well as we don't want to miss a beat in taking care of them? So that was huge. And then lastly, oh my gosh, we're going to have to be really flexible and give clear expectations on what we need from everyone. But then we also have to be willing to adjust if things don't work. So that's kind of where my head has been as we have adjusted 
almost every day there's been a new adjustment that I can honestly say I did not expect. Uh, not all bad. I've actually uh, seen some good things, but definitely adjustments every day. Seriously. So uh, it, it, even a couple hours, every couple hours, there's like a new text or something coming through. Um, so the three things I'm hoping people will walk away with is number one, a behind the scenes tour of how we responded as a leadership team, because you alluded to it already. And I think that would be you know, helpful for some people to hear. Um, I think the second thing would be practical application, uh, what we did well or what we didn't do well or what we're working on or whatever. And then the third thing is a sense of hope. So with that in mind, um, you, you touched on it, but I'd love for you to keep it real for people. Um, CCB is 100% remote, but tell us uh, how you feel or felt about the concept of working remote. Where, what, were you, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, so just like the coronavirus, as I admitted already, I wasn't taking it serious and I didn't think it kind of applied to our world when I first heard about it. The same thing with remote. We've never been a remote organization. I mean, we've had people here and there work remote. I started remote in my career two years in Los Angeles, and I just never wanted to go there again. Um, personally, I did not like working remote because I felt alone. And I wanted to be in, when I came to the office, I felt so good to be around other people, to laugh, to have community. And I thought, how can they, how can you have community if you're remote? So, you know, quickly I realized um, that this was going to happen. And so I needed to find a way to make sure that my, my fear wasn't going to come true, where people got disconnected. And so with that, we did talk as a team, uh, um, not fully about the culture, but more of how we were going to run and operate as an organization. But then once we knew this was happening, I think we've spent a lot of time in the last couple of days focusing on how do we keep the culture strong and how do we keep mm -hmm. people positive and how do we let them know that we're here for them? Because there could be some struggles out there of people feeling like I'm out of my comfort zone, which we, I think we all are, but some might really struggle. How do we help them not get lost? I think as good shepherds, um, you, you take care of your flock and you make sure even if one gets stranded out there, you go after that one uh, while the 99 are safe. And so, you know, you want to make sure you keep everyone focused, but that really comes down to communication. So my world has been flipped upside down for sure. And my idea of working remote, I'm not going to say I love it. I'm not going to go there yet, but I'm going to tell you it's a lot better by doing the video conferencing, by doing the daily messages, the text messages, the Skypes, the phone calls. It is way better than the two years I worked in Los Angeles. And I'm only on day number two, but it is way better than two <laughs> years when I did it. Uh, for those of you that are listening in, we actually are doing this interview remote. I'm not uh, looking at Patrick currently. We're not sitting across from each other. Um, actually, so before we started recording, you warned me there might be noises in the background. Where where are you currently sitting right now? As I, I, am, I am upstairs in the corner of my office just waiting for... <laughs> the screaming to come up the stairs and ask me to help uh, fix them something to eat. And even though yeah. I told them I'm on a call, that doesn't really matter. So, um, yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's kind of like being at the office. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. It's not like <laughs> well, that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we kind of, we were on the conference call this morning, a video conference call in Lincoln, my you know third, he's going to be five next week, but he, 
he uh, popped in a couple of times. Oh, this is cool. And he just kept walking around. The I, I, you know, and that's the fun part. I think we all said that when we're taking pictures, don't do the stage perfect thing. Like go ahead and like show the, 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 the true life things of the kids at the table or the dog that I think saw chewing up somebody's headphones today uh, yeah, from one of our um, salespeople. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then yesterday was awesome when Logan, our VP of services was talking and all of a sudden on the, on the Skype chat, he goes, I smell natural gas. I'll be right back. And we see him pop up. We're still talking. You notice it and kind of say, Hey, I think something's going on. Logan comes back and we're like, are you okay? Yeah. One of my kids turned on the burner uh, without me knowing and nothing was lit. So it was just pulling up pouring out, pouring out natural gas in the kitchen <laughs> right behind his head just like yeah. at the office we joked it's and we said yeah it's just thing. like the same thing right yeah you just never know what's going to happen so so any anyway i did enjoy that little detour there but anyway the, what were some of the concerns uh, that you knew we needed to address before making a definitive move toward remote work and i don't mean just uh kind of kids walking in which is a natural byproduct of working at home but what were some of the other concerns that we needed to address whether it's connectivity or whatever, um, as a, as a leadership team before making the definitive move toward remote work. Yeah, we, I mean, we had set ourselves up, which is a positive thing. And I'm sure a lot of companies did this as well, but there's a lot of companies that probably hadn't where we had already set up ourselves by having everyone have a pretty much a, a laptop. So they were accessible to be able to work remote because we live in Wisconsin where there are snowstorms occasionally and blizzards. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw this last year, uh, when we saw the, polar vortex i think come through where the arctic cold temps we had to work remote for a while and so that's when we really realized that we needed to be ready for something i never knew this was going to come like this but so we had to make sure the communication was clear we had to make sure that people understood that they they had to be ready to work from home that that we weren't just sending them home for vacation but we were sending them home to be ready to work and so i gave you know as a team as executives and uh, with our director of hr we started running through scenarios of who who couldn't work from home, and we actually found that everyone really could. There was one person that had some uh, con- internet connectivity issues, and so we made sure to get that person a uh, MiFi device to have uh, the internet, and it worked out well. And then, you know, we had to just continue to make adjustments, and has as we have been about how do we make sure that people are communicating well with each other, and how do we make sure that the managers are checking in daily with huddles. And how do we make sure that people are um, communicating where they might be having glitches? And how do we help take care of them from an internal services team? Plus our customers, because we're an IT services company. So it's not just making sure that we're up and running. How do we make sure all of our customers are up and running that depend on us to be there for them? So yeah, it's been wild, but it's been really good to show that we have a great, strong system in place and people that can get it done. Let's talk a little bit about those conversations that we're having as a VP team, you know, what are some of the common themes um, and, and what are you as our leader going for in having these meetings? One of the things we're, we're doing is we're, we're, we decided, I decided we needed to meet every day at nine o'clock to touch base. And I kick it off and, you know, we're only on day number two, but uh, at least we're where we're at. And the one thing I was doing is making sure that we are communicating on, are you talking to your teams? That's the, I think the first thing I wanted to make sure. Um, number two, um, have you heard any good or bad things about what's going on right now? Like anything we need to address together. And then we just started moving around really act- actually understanding like, um, you know, with Stacy, who's our VP of finance, we started asking the questions, is money still coming in? Are, mm-hmm. are people paying their bills? Are we receiving checks? 
Has there been any change? The, the little things that I didn't anticipate was how do we take care of deliveries? How do we make sure we get our mail? So we actually still have like two or three people at our main headquarters, but then we also have somebody at our other location who can basically be there that if we need to receive something, we're not having our doors closed and our lights off and have that rejected because we don't want to miss out on taking care of the company. The other thing is we talk about sales and we talk about marketing. What's the plan? What is the new messaging? Are we clear? Mm -hmm. Do we need to do something different right now? You know, do we need to let people know that we're here and that we're open? We can help them. So we started really making some huge adjustments on the fly. Yeah, we could have just stuck to the original plan, but is this really the week we need to be talking about, you know, something that maybe is not important to people uh, at this time when they're trying to figure out how to work remote? So we said, let's, let's adjust and let's make sure we give them the questions they need to know to basically understand how they can get prepared for working remote and protect their business, which is ultimately what we want to do every day. We just, when you're in this type of crisis mode or this type of quick thinking mindset, you have to be prepared. And that's what we've been trying to do. So it is a lot of just making sure that we're keeping the communication flowing, but you're doing more deep dives now, I think. And and that's the positive. If there's a silver lining in this, I feel like we're getting more focused because we have to, when we know mm -hmm. we're on the clock to make decisions that matter. I, I totally agree. We, uh, was just before I jumped on here, was talking to um, two sales directors uh, that I that I've got and things that we're already seeing. Well, if nothing else, silver lining. This is causing us to take a real hard look about at our processes and what do we know, what do what don't we know about pipeline and the health of it and that whole thing. Um, so, what are we doing internally here to not lose the culture of CCB when people are in their basement or in the attic or wherever they are? Yeah, it's great, great question because that is also my fear um, that I had, as I said earlier about working remote is that we were going to lose the culture. Um, so one of the things that I was encouraged to do, and I really appreciated this from um, Tim Prust in our marketing department, he said, I think the company needs to hear from you every day. And I wrote back to him on a Skype. Oh, I am. I'm writing an email right now. And he's like, no, I think they need to hear your voice. Hmm. And so I, in that moment, I realized, okay, how do I do this? Because I don't think I can get everyone on the, I could get everyone on, on a video chat but I don't know if that's the most productive thing when I don't know if everyone knows how to mute their phones and everything. So I decided quickly that I would do a video uh, from my phone and record something, just letting them know, A, I'm here for them, and that B, I want them to stay safe and protected. Um, but we are here as a company and we must be united and that we will do this together and that I do not fear that we will get through this. Um, but we have to be able to work together. And and so I've been now sending out a couple of these daily videos. And it, I think it's been, in my opinion, I've gotten some really good uh, feedback from some of the employees that they just needed to hear and see me. And uh, the first day I was in complete sweats and a sweatshirt and a hat, maybe overwhelmed by the situation. And then today I woke up and I realized, okay, I got to actually be the part that I know I am when I'm at CCB. Mm -hmm. And so I put on my jeans, my dress shirt, my sports coat. Um, and I went and did the video outside to get some fresh air. But, um, but I also realized that, you know, they're going to need some tips. So I've been trying to instruct them on how do they continue to work through this as much as I am, but they might need some help as well. And the things were like, go listen to music, positive dance music, go have a dance party, you know, just take a mm -hmm. break, go for a walk. 
if you can't get out of your apartment, then walk, you know, find a way to maybe do some exercises or just, you know, move around, but definitely get that motion going so you don't feel like you're stuck at one place. And I also wanted them to know, I don't expect them to be just like handcuffed to their desk just because we're remote. Because uh, we don't expect that at CCB even, you know, we mm-hmm. know people get out and walk around and talk to each other. So um, just giving them that permission and trying to be clear. So the culture thing has been good with, I think, me trying to do it. But also I've seen, and I'll let you share some of the things you're doing, but I have seen other departments really react in positive ways. Uh, Logan, uh, one of his team members and services, did a, a great picture of him uh, as uh, the, the main character in 300. And, uh, oh, and is that where that came from? Leonidas? King it Leonidas. did. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Cameron created that for us. And there's Logan's face on that guy's body. And it says, we are CCB. That's all it says. And it just gives you that that promotion and our passion and that look of we can do this. So I just sent it out to the company uh, just to give them something to laugh at. And, uh, mm-hmm. and other things I've done is uh, shown up on conference calls with a uh, wrestler's mask on. I think it's a luchador mask. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. And I, I just was trying to bring some humor to the situation because – uh, we haven't done a whole lot of video chats. We do them for conferences, but we don't do it internally because we're always there. So I'm just trying to bring some humor and lightness to the the moment. Yeah. So a couple of things that there was a, a text string that went crazy this morning um, on the sales side. Uh, I, I was on a call and I looked down and there's like 28 or 31 text messages. So people were taking pictures of themselves, like selfies with their pets, which was fun. And, um, one of the things that I did, I had a recall on my car that was scheduled several weeks ago to get done this morning. So I hurried up and dropped that off. And on the way back to the house, uh, I realized this, uh, this other car that I'm in is much nicer and has Sirius XM. And so all I did is I just started recording myself and said, all right, I'm going to push scan and I'm just going to react to whatever the music is. And, uh, some nineties hip hop came on, uh, sent that out to the team, which got some laughs and that kind of thing. But so the funny stuff is good. It doesn't just have to be, um, you know, all serious because it is, it's a heightened sense of seriousness right now because we, we don't have control over this thing that's sweeping the nation. So trying to control those things, I do agree that like interjecting humor at different times is a good thing. It's definitely a good thing. Well, also to add to that, we also, I mean, it's not like we're just working at home alone by ourselves. We have our kids and we probably have our spouses or significant others that are also having to try to work at home. So again, I think if you don't bring humor to this, it it could really stress you out, which I, I saw the videos, I saw the text string. And I think one of the best comments was from Mike who said, we don't even, or maybe it was Kevin who said, I think it was Kevin, we don't even talk this much in the office. So that was, Seriously. that was hilarious. There, uh, one other thing that just popped in my brain. Um, we had somebody on the, uh, on the team at CCB that uh, said, well, go check out LinkedIn because I'm doing my first post ever. And it, by the time I saw it, it had several, you know, reactions and that kind of thing. So there are some good that good things that are coming out of this. Okay, I want to get practical. This is the part that um, I want to hope, hopefully, bring a little bit of hope here as well, uh, because we're doing our best uh, at CCB, but we're doing it imperfectly because we're flawed people. So I'd like to lay out some of the communication, uh, what it looks like between you and I. So what, what, how are we communicating? like the frequency, the method, uh, the questions we're asking each other, some stuff like that. What does it look like as you and I are communicating from your standpoint? Yeah. So, I mean, you're part of the VP meeting every day. And, you know, today even we were talking about um, 
how are we managing our pipeline uh, with our mm-hmm. activity with our, our clients? And you mentioned that earlier about your previous meeting before this one. And, you know, I think, you know, there's a lot of things that we are looking at maybe now in a different way because of the situation we're in. And I don't think it's a bad thing, but can it add stress to the, the relationship? Absolutely. And I think sure. even today, you and I were trying to figure out how to get on the same page and there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. that. It's just, you, you're trying to be that leader and you are being that leader that they can show the team, hey, we have a plan, we're sticking to it. And then I started saying questions of, what well, do we need to make adjustments to the plan? And you came yeah. back and just for everyone listening and said, but I don't think we should abandon the plan. And, you know, and, and then that's where, you know, we, we started talking because in the end, neither one of us wants to abandon the plan. And I think you heard right. what I wanted, which was, I just want to protect the company and mm-hmm. I don't want to wait down the road for me to realize I should have made a move now. I guess the coronavirus, the one thing we've learned in all of this across the world, whether I agree with it or not, there's something here that if we would have all moved a little faster, would we be in the situation we are today? Probably not. If it had been quarantined faster, at least from everything I've heard, maybe we wouldn't be in this situation. So I can't control that. But what I can do is control how we are as a company and getting through this. So, yeah, I think honesty, number one, there has mm-hmm. to be trust. But then also I think the communication has to be there to set clear understanding of what the expectations are. And you asked me that question. I just think it's super important right now for everyone. Does your team understand the expectations that you have for them, whether it's from my role to the management team, from the management to their staff? Is that understood? And what accountability comes in there for that. So I think in the moment, you have to give each other grace, as you said, we're flawed individuals. Sometimes the messaging is messy and sometimes it doesn't get out clear. But when it gets down to it, my heart in this is to protect CCB. Your heart is to protect CCB. How do we find ways to come together in this? And it's easy in uh, crisis situations or chaotic situations for people to start attacking each other. And we don't want to ever have that happen because that's, that's how you rip your team apart is when there's attacking. There's nothing wrong with accountability, but just make sure that the messaging is clear and concise and that you can work together with a plan that works for both both sides. And just to throw in there, a couple of things we've alluded to without saying directly about it is, um, you know, how do you lead when the map ends and that concept of we're trying to do our best with something we've never seen before. There's a part one and part two series with Todd Bolsinger, Transformational Leadership is the name of, of that one, if you want to reference that. Uh, so over communication, giving each other benefit of the doubt, the foundation of our team is trust. So good transition into uh, one of my two last questions that I have here. I want to drop something on you. So what if you didn't trust me? So that's the, 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 the framework here. What if you don't trust your people? What if you didn't, I should say, how would this look different? Like if you didn't trust me, if you didn't trust the people around you, how would this current situation of remote work and this, the place that we're in, how would this look different? In my opinion, it would destroy a company. If you do not have trust, and this is the the mode that trust gets tested in, but you already know you don't trust them, then this is going to just tear the company apart because you're not working together. You're not going to probably get everything that you want. And in this situation, I think we can all say we are definitely out of control <laughs> in this situation yeah. with uh, with a lot of it, I should say. You know, uh, me choosing to stay home, that's my my control. If I choose to go to a public place, 
I'm putting myself in that situation. So I do believe that there are some things you can control, but trust is so important. If you didn't have trust, it would, I think, tear you apart uh, because there'd be so much in your mind of that you might either create and doubt on what's actually happening or fear might eat you up. Uh, my kids and I love watching the TV show, The Flash. And last night's episode was all about how fear uh, can help other people um, be strong and fear can also cripple people. You know, um, it just depends on how you react to it, right? Um, but we are people and we all can come together. Um, I do believe we are, uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that might be trying to protect themselves, but I see a lot of people trying to help each other as, too. I just think that we need to continue to remember who are the people that we can trust and who are those people that are in your life that you can lean on. And don't let the fear break or steal that trust and joy from you. So those are the key things. That's good. So there's a ton more that we could talk about. Uh, and we're in this thing right now, which is what makes this kind of a unique episode because uh, I, I, I wrote these questions under 24 hours ago. Uh, I'd like to close out with us both sharing one or two things we're learning and one or two things that give us hope in the midst of the corona chaos that's swirling around us. Yeah, the, the, the things I wrote down thinking about this maybe ahead of time of what am I learning because I'm trying to journal as I go through this is I am seeing a lot of focus come together from us as a company. I am, and I, I love that. You know, I think we're, we're trying to be strategic um, with when, as we are, are talking about how we're going to move forward. And that brings the team together in unity, which is very exciting. I love the communication aspect. I feel like we're communicating better than we ever have, maybe in a weird way, because we're, we're really trying to understand where the other one's coming from. We're also leaning in. And I've seen people say like, oh, I can help you with that, or I can get somebody to help take over that task so you don't have to do that. There's just an offer more in the communication side of it that I feel is the silver lining in it. And then personally, I think the, the benefit of this whole thing is I've had to cancel and you, I know you did too, because we were on trips together that we we're going to have to go mm -hmm. is that we're slowing down at home, which I think is so important to anyone listening. Take advantage of this opportunity. Um, when sports are canceled and activities are canceled and we all know I've got three kids, um, it, it takes over your life outside of work when you have so much going on. Enjoy this time with your family, whether that's taking time to watch movies together, reading a book together, just playing board games, uh, my family's playing Uno a lot in Candyland. So uh, once we're over this whole scare, if you want to come over and play Candyland or Uno with me, please come on over. <laughs> Sanitize so, it first, and then maybe. <laughs> this is true. Let's be safe, people. But th those are the things I'm learning. That's good. So I, as, there's similar things. We didn't talk about this beforehand. Similar though, um, I think you know when you I've heard this from my pastor. If people the imagery was if people are like cups. Uh, they've got, you've got, everyone's got something inside of them. And if you get bumped hard enough, you get to see what comes out. And so um, I totally agree with you. Like CCB specifically, uh, just because we work here, we got bumped. We, we are getting bumped. And immediately we're seeing people lean in to say, how can I help? Um, they are willing to do things outside of normal tasks to help each other out. Um, and it's, it's, exciting to see that, that it sucks that it took this maybe to get us there. Not that we couldn't do it otherwise, but it forced our hand a little bit. Uh, and then that leads to my second thing, um, that I'm, I'm learning is the power and need for adapting to be able to adapt. Cause, 
Um, if we weren't as an organization able to adapt, um, it would, we would fold. Uh, even if, even if we wanted to really, really, really bad, if we wanted it, you know, but we didn't have the capacity to adapt to the situation, we would fold and our customers wouldn't be served and our services team wouldn't be able to uh, handle all of the help desk tickets that are coming in and that kind of thing. So that's some things that, that I'm learning. Some of the stuff that I, that I had hope in um, that is giving me hope in this is it's kind of pairing back and giving clarity to what's essential and what's non-essential. Um, and it's, it's kind of sobering when you have to take stock of, okay, do I need these things or is it just nice to have options of where I'm going to go to dinner tonight? Uh, and then when, when you're at home more often, like you said, um, you have a choice, but those essential things, whether it's Uno or like last night, my daughter's been asking me to do this. And it's like, you know, what? it's time. So we had a pancake dinner last night and uh, around candlelight. And then all of a sudden the way we closed it out was uh, she sang basically the entire frozen two soundtrack. So it was, it was fun, but could that moment have happened without this wild stuff going on? Maybe, but I know that we had stuff scheduled for last night that got canceled. So it's kind of creating that white space. Um, so I, I do have hope that we're going to get through this and then maybe even some relationships that are essential will be even uh, more deep at that point. So it doesn't take away from the craziness because my sister is actually in labor right now and none of our family can, can be there as a side note. Uh, she's doing fine, by the way. Uh, by the time this is published, she will hopefully have a very happy and healthy baby. Uh, but thank goodness for uh, for text messages. So that's that's what we had. Uh, that's what I had for for the podcast. Is there anything else that you want to leave folks with before I you know end the episode here? You know, I guess the the other takeaway that I didn't say, but when you were talking about that, it got me to think. I hope we can learn from this as well. That maybe we don't just go back to our old ways of life. Um, that we yeah. can make adjustments. And I, I do think it's going to be hard because I think just like when we go to a conference of leadership, we get pumped, we come back, and then we get right back into the routine of life because it takes over. But I hope, I do hope that out of this, we all kind of learn something and we take something with us that's not just the, oh, we were put at home for a while. I hope it's, hey, you know what? I really like that part of being able to connect with my family more. And it was, it's a good reminder for myself. I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm going to get perfect on this, but I do hope that I don't forget it too quickly so I can start doing this more when life gets back to being normal again. Well, Patrick, it won't be the last time. Uh, hopefully the next time we do this, we can, uh, I can see your, your beautiful smile and face sitting across from me <laughs> versus, uh, you know, because of the circumstances we're in. But thanks for taking time and making this happen. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Okay, so takeaway and action item. Takeaway, you have to be ready before the chaos ensues. What does that mean? Go back to trust. Do you have trust with the people that report to you and the people that you report to? Because that trust thing is gonna get leaned on even more when things are crazy, chaotic, uncertain. It's one specific example, communication. Communication is amplified. When you can't see people face-to-face, -face, you have to be able to give them the benefit of the doubt. If you don't trust somebody and they send a, an imperfectly worded email, immediately, human nature is to assume the not-so-good scenario. So just communication in one email can blow up into something it's not supposed to be if trust isn't there. Now, if trust is there, 
you can push back. We talked about some healthy conflict that Patrick and I had the morning of the recording of the podcast. That can happen and we can keep moving forward because there's so much more at stake than just a miscommunication happening between two employees that trust each other. Action item. We've created a document for you and it's a readiness checklist and it has to do with working remote. So you might be working remote currently and you just wanna see, am I doing this well? Well, from our standpoint, since we're IT experts, the CCB, we specialize in simplifying IT. We've created a free readiness checklist for you. It's very simplistic. Just check out the show notes and whatever mechanism that you're using to stream this on the web uh, website or in a podcast app, just go to the show notes. There will be a link there for you to download that readiness checklist. Now, that's not all-encompassing. So if you need more help, if you're like, I need laptops, I need desktop, I need whatever, I need monitors, I need uh, stuff. Do I need stuff? Do I, can you guide me? I need help desk. I need my printer to work. Go to ccbtechnology.com, upper right-hand corner, contact us. It's green button. Click that green button, put your information in there, and one of my reps is going to reach out to you directly and they'll help you, guide you through this process. ccbtechnology.com, upper right-hand corner, contact us. We are here to serve you and to simplify IT so your business, your nonprofit can keep rolling. Well, thank you for joining us. And as always, from all of us here at CCB, thanks for listening.